I'm live on Rockfin, YouTube, Twitter. Well, I'll be live on Rockfin in a second. I'm on Rumble, YouTube, and Twitter. Joined here with Ian helping me out today. We have a special guest that we will be bringing on here in a moment, waiting for that little red light on Rockfin to go. There it is. We're also definitely live on Rockfin now. This is the Propaganda Report. I'm Brad Binkley, joined by Ian. And before we, before we introduce our guest, I have a quick announcement to make. I'll be moderating the Libertarian presidential primary debate at the convention here in Georgia on January 27th. It's at 3 o'clock from 3 to 5, and Clint from Liberty Lockdown will be moderating alongside me. And the convention is going to be all weekend from the 26th to the 28th, I believe. Uh, there'll be comedy shows. There'll be a live podcast from the Tower Gang. Lots of cool stuff. And if you've never seen Covington, Georgia, never been there, then you need to give yourself the opportunity to experience Covington. So check it out. You can get tickets at lpgeorgia.com slash get involved slash events. Also, if you're into super weird things, I'll be performing at the HodgePodge Improv show tomorrow night at Limelight Theater in Atlanta. So if you want to get really weird, then you can check that out. All right, uh, let's dive into the show. We have a special guest we're going to bring on now. Someone I always enjoy talking to, Jessica Finsky, a.k.a. Forest Mommy, on X. Jessica recently ran for city council in Arvada, Colorado, as a libertarian. And despite having never ran for office before, having no institutional support, no pre-built infrastructure, and no mega donors, she won almost 40% of the vote against uh, an incumbent who is a career politician. It, is there a feedback that I'm hearing from? Uh, that's me. Sorry. I think that's yeah, me. Yeah, I don't hear it. Where's it? I just heard you like saying good things about me. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, I think I took care of the feedback. Sorry, there's a lot okay. of technical difficulties uh, <laughs> before doing the show. Thank you guys for uh, sticking around. So, uh, Jessica, did I leave anything out of my... What else is going on? What else do people need to know about what you've been working on? Um, so kind of like right before I had started, decided to run as well, I started speaking at the state house, the state capitol, and paying attention to the legislative session, and I got hooked on going down there and speaking to them. I, like, I need to do more of it. I like just being down there around them like lizards. Just There's just something about it. It's like a rush to look them in their eyes. That's like my favorite part. You know, I look them in their yeah. eyes and I tell them they're like, <laughs> they're trash in the nicest way possible, of course. No. Um, so we have that start. Our legislative session obviously is in, it's good in session now. So um, we have some people out here that do a Zoom every Sunday night. We kind of go over the bills that are going to be at what committees and if, you, if people can go speak against things, we have some like big coalition. So that's kind of what I'm working on now. I'm also doing, we have a, a big stock show out here in January that I haven't volunteered since 2020. So I, and I went back this year and it's super fun. So I've been busy doing that, but it's over on Sunday. Yeah. So, so you stay very busy. I've noticed, uh, you know, some of your tweets, you talk about getting involved locally as opposed to just being someone who whines on social media, just get out and do something because where you can actually affect change is at the local level. And you are an example of that. And what you said about going down there and seeing them face to face, that's, that's how you hold them accountable. And I've noticed that you've challenged a few people who are elected officials in your area to come onto your show and explain themselves for, I don't know the background, but what I presume 
uh, uh, might be some just corruption, just everyday nepotism and corruption, which only could happen in a free market. Not the government would never have nepotism and like corrupt, you know, contracts and stuff. So yeah, right. Yeah, we're dealing yeah. with that right now at my county level, and it's just like I, uh, I don't get how people just are okay with what these people do it's it's complacency and, and like you say on on twitter a lot it's just easy to kind of bitch on twitter and then not really do anything and i think people kind of fall into the trap of looking at especially people who are conspiracy theorists or libertarians uh like we might be described by some people as i think it can be easy to fall into that i need to take down this big global dominant superstructure villain or nothing at all Right. And uh, uh, that can cause people to just not do anything. So I, I think it's good to have someone like you out there showing that, yeah, you do stuff where you can do it at the local level because that's where your power is. That's, they're, they're, you're, you're, not getting, uh, you're not getting Russian uh, honeypots coming to try and bang you and take pictures at the local level, most likely. They should, when, when you go up there, me up. Hit me up, girls. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> It's an, and no, because of all like this, and I can't take credit for it all because it, and most people don't pay attention because it is difficult. There's a lot, even just at your local and county, whatever le levels. So with what's happened over the last year, getting involved and running, running, I mean, there's such a huge like web now of people in all sorts of different places who are on, who are on the correct side, our side course but like just more people getting along and just wanting to get the word out like there's some people our commissioner meetings aren't recorded so somebody has to sit and watch it every time and you know listen to it you can't watch it later so like there's just a lot of people putting in a lot of time they they depend on people not going down there and doing what you're doing exactly. they depend on sliding that stuff through and getting no oversight and it kind of seems like you you've become a someone who's holding their feet to the fire after uh, running for office over there, which I think is super cool. You also got famously doxxed. We talked about it the last time uh, you were on the show by a, a corporate mainstream reporter who uh, has got no consequences of this doxing from what I understand. No, I mean, as far as I know, he got off of Twitter. So, <laughs> so I don't know if they, they told him like, you can't post yeah. on Twitter, dude. He's probably on threads over there with all the other gays. Yeah, exactly. On this. Facebook. Every now and then some people who like, watch him will send me some screenshot from something like that whatever the dude's crazy and the, and this month um the the reason he was i think was so mad at me is in january of last year he threatened to dox a friend of mine that's where this all started so it's coming up on the his year anniversary my friend wrote a song about it i'm gonna repost oh, really video. yeah because we did a live stream and i'm like we're gonna talk about this we're like this we're gonna be very careful about what we say but we're gonna be like this this is what this did he sent my friend text, text, so found his number through like Twitter or something. So my friend text, and then my friend has like had like a pot charge when he was eighteen or something, and there was a mugshot. And this news dude, the same dude, sent my friend this his mugshot. Like I'm gonna expose you. <laughs> Which who cares? You, you could oh. go expose all of these people in Washington, and you choose to try and smear someone uh, like, from you a have pot. Like Three hundred followers on Twitter. You know, it's just oh like. Oh my gosh. <sighs> that's These how easy people. it is to get under their skin though These, yeah you they, might they actually think... grow followers if they ex if they expose you it's like thank you for the exposure i appreciate <laughs> that yeah if they stop being such douches all the time I mean, I mean they seem like little hall monitors who are just trying to suck the d uh, of the establishment they they they, they don't want to actually 
you know, challenge those people who are writing their checks. So they go after people who are actually trying to do something and, and make an impact in their local community. That's crazy to me. You're, you're attacking their church. Yeah. Right. My, yeah. my friend made a mock video of like their training thing. Maybe we can watch it later, but it's so funny. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah. It's the I love thing. going to those trainings. You ever gone to any of those online <laughs> trainings that these people do? No. They're, they're so crazy. It's <laughs> the ones that I've gone to are like usually uh, progressive white women with pink hair who are between the ages of 45 and like 55 <laughs> who are spending two hours telling black people that any white person who cites Martin Luther King and says – Martin Luther King says you should judge someone by the content of their character, not the color of their skin, that that person is a racist who's trying to gaslight them. Hmm. And they have like slides up on the board and stuff and all these people in in the chats and kind of like, at first I thought it was like a joke and it had no influence. And I realized that some of these activist groups, this one in particular, they have people in every single precinct in the country and their leaders are featured on MSNBC all of the time. And they try and make it look like they are grassroots uh, activists and organizers when the reality is, and, and I did this on a show not long ago, uh, I took some of the, the emails they sent me and I just copied and pasted the exact language because they send you exactly what to say. Here's what you say on Twitter today. And the person who does it best, we will feature on the national uh, page and, and you'll get praise. It's a carrot and stick thing. I just copied and pasted it into Twitter and just like hundreds of the exact same verbatim tweet straight from the top. I mean, they're, they're so full of it. I mean, you're actually a grassroots effort with, yeah. for your campaign. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I had a couple, I had two friends kind of helping a little bit more, but then like, um, yeah, I was on my own <laughs> in retrospect kind of goofy i just kind of do- dove into it and didn't you know plan to well it didn't plan at all it just was on a whim <laughs> so but yeah it was, it was super cool yeah but then i had to build coalitions and now all these people in the area like love me and we're all working together and the people who don't want to work together they don't have to they can go do it whatever the hell they want to do you know like there's all these sour pusses and and this is i was laughing because you were plugging the georgia convention and it's like that's how dorky we are (laughs) the lp conventions i'm going to two this year i'm stoked so like yeah i I, I was on a show with some of the guys organizing the other day and they were they were talking about how autistic everybody there's going to (laughs) be it's fun fun to go to other states too yeah going to texas this year but one time i'll come to georgia that'd be fun i i uh have you seen any of the libertarian debates? No, like online? like past ones. And no, stuff? there's like, there's been three of them this year. No, oh, like between the presidents. Yeah, the presidential candidates. No, I like I've watched a little with Rectumwald and stuff, but otherwise, like I just I'm tapped out at the. There's federal. some good candidates. It's just that, yeah, like it's cool. I hope everybody has a great time. Yeah. Like, I hope whoever wins wins. <laughs> so. It's a, the the challenge. And I don't mean to criticize because I know it's it's difficult. Like it, it, every bad movie you've ever watched has required it, it, tons of people putting in tons of work to make that piece of trash. So I'm not – and I've been in a lot of bad <laughs> movies and television. I was in a freaking Tyler Perry show, which is the worst piece of trash you've ever seen. Uh, very so efficient. Very efficient director though. Right, he is very efficient. That's right. And, and I, I really – he didn't sexually harass me, so I feel a little um, unattractive after seeing some of the recent allegations. But um, – 
so I'm not trying to be critical of it. It's just it's just such an area where libertarians uh, can improve upon, and the debates. A lot of smart people that are running, answering uh, smart questions. Except right in the middle uh, of really important moments of the answer, you would the audio would go and just blow your ears out. Or, or someone would stand up to do their introductory speech and the camera's focused on their crotch the whole time. I'm like, this is not the best production value. I, but I understand it's tough. Uh, but I think that that kind of putting something into that. It's aesthetic. only been 50 years. Hey, it's only been 50 years. Okay? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it just illustrates the challenges that libertarians are up against when you have the Republicans and the Democrats with this just millions and millions of dollars. They can just put anything out they want, make it look polished. Well, it, they don't have a problem with wasting money on it. No. Libertarians, like that's the main issue is they're just like, no, that's a waste. That's a way. Why would we do that? I could get this for free. We'll just, yeah, they're all economists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, so, and you're like, yeah, but you got to sell the story. Right. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like, you got to, yeah, people got to be able to hear it and want to share it. And then it can, yeah. you know, which it sucks that you have to do that. But we, I was listening to Trump during his speech after the Iowa uh, caucus, uh, the dirty, dirty caucus. Uh, and, and he, was talking about, I can't remember the governor. I have some clips, and I think I actually included that clip because I wanted you guys to hear it, where he says this governor who's supporting him now was running for president. I, can't, I, don't, I don't know which state he's from. But he said that this guy's great. There's nothing wrong. There's no blemishes, no controversy. And then Trump goes, but you got to have controversy. You got to have a little controversy. And this guy's got no controversy, and that's why he got no traction. And it's, it's such an insightful uh, um, comment because it, it's controversy advertising is what everything in politics is. If you're not being controversial, you're not getting attention, you're not getting donor money, and nobody gives a shit. So, so they're incentivized to be the wildest MFers that any of us have ever met, mm -hmm. which is fun, but also scary. <laughs> it is scary. The crotch kick. This is how things, people don't care either. Like at my county level, it's there's a, one of our U.S. reps, the U.S. rep of my where I'm at, her husband just got this fat contract with the county to help the county write policy to keep more of our taxpayer dollars and take more of our taxpayer dollars. It's yeah. just and For like, freedom and democracy in Ukraine, like probably. Don't, sure. Like they don't care when you talk about this stuff. So. I, I think it's great though to show up like like, like you do and just mess with them. I, so yeah. I know here in Georgia they have the uh, Garland Favrito of Voter GA. He comes on the show uh, regularly. He has been investigating um, voter problems long before 2020. First time I ever talked to him on WSB, he thought that John Ossoff, who was a Democrat, uh, he thought that he had actually won an election that uh, the Republican won because of problems with, I think it was some of the machines or something, but um, he's now characterized as like a right wing MAGA, which he's never been. But he, he, so he, he does this thing where he organizes these people and they go to, I think it's once a month, they have this uh, meeting here in Georgia downtown of uh, the election board. And they, first of all, the election board had said previously that there's not enough people who even care about this uh, a thing uh, uh, when it comes to election investigation, right? And so Garland, for the next meeting, organized like 200 people 
and it was standing room only. And they spent hours having each one of those people come up and just mock and ostracize these board members who are usually hiding behind um, the fact that nobody even knows this meeting is going on. And it's so great to watch. It's all on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, That's how you yeah. people show up all the time when they're needed. They should like, it's the wrong people are so organized to show up all the time. It's just, it's nuts. So productive people can't show up all the time, you know, right. like, yeah. Someone quoted, I guess Jeff D said uh, something like, you know, it's only midwit Karens who show up to all these things. It's like, yeah, and that's why they're winning. <laughs> like, right. And that's, you know, you read a lot of the, the, the stuff about how, how communism back in the day is a book and I mentioned all the time. It's called The Organizational Weapon, uh, uh, the Bolshevik Organizational Weapon. And I know that it's not just them that use it. All, all groups use it. But it, it talks about how they look for those uh, administrative points in different organizations to control the organization because they know nobody else wants to do these things. And so the person that simply steps up and uh, volunteers for, for a position gets control of it through the power of that, what might seem like a, a minuscule a secretary position, but actually you're controlling who the leader is meeting with, what messages the leader gets. It's, it's extraordinary how, how this is used um, all throughout, you know, the, since the forties and I'm sure long before that's just when that book was published. There's a comment here from Kamikaze who says, has there ever been a caucus of obese people? And they call it the fat caucus. There should be, there hasn't been definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. I'm sure there's been a big caucus. Definitely been a big black caucus <laughs> at some point in time. <laughs> Did you guys see the speech that Javier, the Argentina, the libertarian president of Argentina, gave at the World Economic Forum today? No, I bet it was amazing. Did you see it, Jessica? I've seen like bits and pieces. I haven't listened to it all out yet. I watched some of it and uh, I, I read about the rest of it. And people are describing it as him doing a, a Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes. Because people originally were like, why is he going to the World Economic Forum? Well, he went there and he basically was like, uh, your, your socialist tactics are, are, are destroying the world. And he, he kind of bashed the World Economic Forum without saying them by name. And he promoted capitalism and he promoted liberty. liberty and he, uh, um, he destroyed collectivism. And he said, collectivism can seem like it's people who have, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, people who have good intentions, but those good intentions, it can be corrupted and, and it can lead to domination and control. And it, it was everything that people who are libertarians would want to hear from this guy, especially if they had been questioning whether or not he was legit or not. Me personally, I'm a skeptic, so... I wonder if this is the, the whole World Economic Forum theme for this year. The title is Rebuilding Trust. So I played a clip a couple of years ago at the World Economic Forum where these guys admitted during one of their panels, they said, at no point in time has the world's elites ever been more united in their purpose, which was the Great Reset purpose. But at the same time, there has never been more opposition and distrust among the world's public. And ever since then, all of their 
uh, uh, discussions have been about how do we rebuild trust in the institutions of society that control all of these people that distrust us so that we can then manipulate them into begging for the thing that we already predetermined we were going to do. And so the skeptic mind of mine is like, maybe they're putting him out there to, to just try and rebuild that trust in their audience. But what do you think of that guy, Jessica? And like, do you, I don't know much about him. I haven't really investigated him a lot. Yeah. I thought it was interesting when he did win, just like people instantly have to make a hero or villain of him. It's like, you know, right away. Everyone's like, okay, you can't like him because this, 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 or like, oh my God, he's like biggest hero. And uh, I was like, my biggest thing is like, I'm like, okay, what are libertarians always complaining about? And what's one of our biggest problems as a party, especially is messaging. And like, I'm like, yep. If oh. his if this was legit, his messaging freaking worked. So maybe Absolutely. maybe just look at the positives. Like let's maybe just like I, I love like when people are like, Well, what do we get rid of out of government? And like a, a gif or gif of him and like a flare, like it's the best, you know? It's just I like that kind of stuff. And you can never trust these people. It still is a club. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, he's taking kind of the, uh, the the Fugazi <laughs> punk rock approach to it, you know. That that's and yeah. that's what I think what why he's without he's staying on libertarian brand with he what he's doing okay he's a yeah. character we're all characters and we're but all yeah he, but he's, he's been able to put it into a character that is very appealing and very fun to watch um yeah you just you he's i don't know i really like the guy but i'm also distrustful i guess at the same time and i think that's good like i think that's how everything should be when it comes to uh, world leaders because mm-hmm. The thing that they have proven more than anything else is that they are not worthy of trust. So, right. so that's how we should treat them. And the more skeptical we are, the more all of society will hold them accountable. But the media, because they're controlled by these people, brands skeptical people as right-wing domestic terrorists and tries to bully them into submission, which just justifies the fact that you shouldn't trust any of them. <laughs> you know? Um, you're right, though. He is his character, and, and the messaging problem with libertarians is take the good. Maybe he turns out to be a, a fraud. Who knows? But still, the message worked, and you can use some of his tactics instead of kind of presuming that everybody you're talking to has a deep understanding of um, economics and has read Murray Rothbard. You know, you know, or Rothbard, whatever his name right, is. Right, right. And yeah. he hates leftist collectivists. He just hates them. That's what he says. That's what he should have brought that chainsaw with him. Well, he brings the emotion into it that, like, I don't think Ron Paul really brought the emotion into it. He brought a lot of intellect into it. I really He's super quick, the guy. too. Yeah. Super fast. But now this guy, this guy brings the emotion into it. He's like, uh, he's a little bit Gallagher. He's a little Gallagher. Uh, <laughs> he, he should smash a few. <laughs> I want to see him water smash run. some stuff, man. <laughs> Doesn't he clone his dogs too? He cl- he's got a couple of clone dogs. I mean, he's a weird guy for sure. Because we had to put our dog down, and like the hours beforehand, he was like, "Yeah, weren't you tell me about that libertarian president who clones his dogs? Like, what's that about? You know, you're." Just, I, 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 I have thought about that too, Jessica. I have to say, I I've, I've been reading your post about your dog, and I'm I'm so sorry for, for your loss. You. I, I've I've lost a few dogs. I, I know Ian has too, and everybody has, and, and it's just it's heartbreaking. Everyone gets it every single time. And I have to tell you, reading through your your posts over the past couple of weeks, my dog has definitely gotten more walks, more pets, more playtime 
that, that he had been getting previously. Because... I like that's what I tell everyone because anytime, especially whenever I would see on Twitter a post of someone else's animal passing away, I'm like, oh, you know, I go like yeah. love on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, 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 it this, that's this, and you know what? I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> like, so yeah, like how can I have a dog? I mean, the thing that we do, we love these animals, and and they're wonderful, and they, and they love mm. us, but we know that they have a a very short, they have a lot shorter oh, yeah. lifespan than we do. Yeah, and I'm 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 my cat's personal nurse right now <laughs> uh, because he's uh, still getting better. The staples are out. He's what on the happened? Men. He had to get uh, knee surgery. Oh, he, he, yeah. <laughs> he's a basketball player, so he he's needs a to basketball get that player. Right. And I I mean I've invested a lot in his training, a lot you know. And he's I've won a lot of money <laughs> with not, this yeah. cat. I think LeBron, I got, he trains with LeBron over yeah, the summer. I think I have. I think he's got a couple of seasons left. <laughs> yeah that's no, the thing it's all guy. about like balancing that towards you know you're like okay what a lame well he's yeah. only seven so oh, i mean yeah. you gotta you gotta replace the and cats have literally nine lives so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah exactly so he's got at least 100 years left in <laughs> at least at least well, and now comment he's sneezing so anyways on rumble uh kamikaze says the media is literally the embodiment of the biker gang in south park <laughs> Everyone keeps telling them why they're uh, annoying, but they choose to remain in ignorant, <laughs> willfully ignorant, I would say. Uh, but yeah, they are. South Park is very accurate in a lot of their portrayals. It's, it's pretty are. impressive. Well, so even in their tone and the way they speak, the pattern of speech they use, it's all so phony. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's all so phony. Like, they all study from like the to? same uh, uh, speech train. It's like because you hear that same pattern, and uh, and Vivek, who says, who has said a lot of the the right things, in my opinion, mm -hmm. and he does a great. He's a very smart guy. He has a, a wealth of knowledge, and he is not afraid to battle with with these activists, and and he's not afraid to just have conversations with people, which is what should be happening. But the, one of the things that gets me about him is his clearly uh, um, just. Obama like developed tone or not just Obama, but any of these people, it's like they go to the same freaking school of how to articulate. And he's, and he's just the president of the United States. And you remember when Hillary would talk yeah. really slow. I'm like sure they stupid. watch tape of themselves as well. And so they're, they're watching themselves and they're becoming a, you know, they're constantly trying to improve who they are. And it's, it's gets, they all become the same weird. person. They all become the same person. Right? And it's like they're practicing. They're like casting spells almost, too. Like mm -hmm. they have to say it with the right inflections, oh, yeah. you know? Uh -huh. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. I agree. And then based on the who they're talking to live, they change oh, yeah, like, yeah. their voice. Did you see the guy in Colorado? We have this huge commie problem out here in Colorado. Literally, DSA people, they're taking over the house. It's a nightmare. And they're the worst, ugliest people ever, too. Like, <laughs> but... There's one guy, he did a speech on MLK Day, and he's, like, Hispanic, and he was all talking like a black preacher. Yes. <laughs> in Colorado. It's, it's so just... funny. And those are the it's people ridiculous. that do that, that, that go and talk and like black waiting. people. They're waiting. They're waiting. Well, yeah, because they're, they, 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 they can organize. Now. They just get placed in the vacancies. They get a moderate Democrat out, and then they place these crazy ones in. It's just... They get sorry. a white guy or a white woman who goes to a black church... And for some reason, talks in a black accent or tries to, who then leaves that church and goes on TV and calls everybody else racist. Yeah. I mean, and that to me is insulting. And I think you, if, I mean, the black people that I know, so I hear like a lot of progressives who, like Ian and I have been in this situation, Jessica, after an improv. So we do improv 
surrounded by mostly nothing but the most extreme they them progressive we're the only it's like two life. or three of us there's, there's a couple in the closet so, like okay. ian will never out the people and me, me and ian mm. we won't tell who the people in the closet <laughs> i'm pretty are. out libertarians brad's but, way more out than me but i'm yeah, pretty out uh, uh, you're it's, literally it's, a nazi if you say anything yeah. you're not i can't even tell they're like what do you do and i don't even tell them i'm like i'm i i I don't I'm, I don't do anything. I don't do a show because I don't want them to listen to the show because they'll never invite me back to do improv again. But we had a situation where it was after a show and uh, some friends of ours and I they're I, they're both very good people. I just think a little misguided. They it felt like they sat Ian and I down and were trying to encourage us to enter into anti-racism training. And they were talking about how we need to do all these things for black people. They only talked about black struggle people. They, didn't. they wanted a struggle session. Oh, yeah. They wanted a struggle session. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's funny to me because, like, I know the only two black people that they know. Right. But, but <laughs> I, I, always, I, I always try to frustrate the struggle session by making them define every single word they bring up. And I just play like I don't ever – like I've never heard – what do you mean gender? I've never – what are you talking about? <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and I make them define it uh, before we move forward, you know. And then it's I never use that word. The next I never step use often. that word. Right. And I then they change the subject to talk about I just climate keep going change. Sex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. And, and what do they? So, like the two, it's, it, the the black people they know are, are um, good people also, but grew up mm. in a very well well off neighborhood. So they they oh, they yeah. talk like Jimmy Stewart. These black people do. You know, they, they, they don't, and I'm like, dude, I play, I, I play, I play basketball. I've actually like been the only white dude in many, many basketball courts in my life, uh, being mocked by black guys, which is actually fun. And I'm like, I don't think you've actually interacted with people who you're talking about right now, who actually think that what you're saying is racist and don't need your help. <laughs> you know, uh, um, it's, well, it's always the idea. Oh, the idea, the, the idea that they, they constantly hold this contradiction where they say, you know, don't judge someone by their skin, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, but, you know, all black people think the same. All white people have the same opinion. It, it's, and they, it's, they, destru- yeah. it's collectivism, it's, just like Javier yeah. said. It's destructive. And it, it always it, it relies on identity politics. And mm. it assumes that every group is the worst person that they have brand like, so the worst person in that group is what everybody is in that group and that's how like they they do the divide and rule strategy so uh, jessica i meant to say up front uh you you also a podcast host so people should check out uh your podcast uh it's the i know i had the titles of them i want to make sure i get them right because i love the titles of your podcast <laughs> Hold on a second. Where are my notes? Just tell us. I, I don't know. Where my um, notes are. Golden yes, Showers. Right. The Golden Showers podcast. Golden Showers. Yeah. And the Scissor Me Tim- Timbers podcast. That's my favorite exactly. title. There you go. Which is so hot they, chicks talking. T- yeah, exactly. Well, they like everyone. I like always get a bunch of girls who have cleavage. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, oh it's a great God. strategy. It works. I got like the last one got the most views in ever. And one of them was pregnant and beautiful. You know, it's just like, you know, you got to do what there's, people want. <laughs> there's <laughs> never been a situation. Where a little bit of cleavage didn't benefit, I think. Never. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or beautiful. Never. So that's a challenge that us that, that dudes have is we're not good looking chicks. And we can be though. We can, we in this today. world, we certainly can be. We that, really could well, be. We can be really ugly, fat chicks that society demands uh, they call us beautiful. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's really authoritarian feeling, isn't it? It is very authoritarian. Like, hey, yeah. 
even like the pronouns have, I was talking about this in a chat with someone last night. Like, it's so, yep. it's not only is it just dumb, it's like one of the worst character traits ever is to be like, no, you have to call me this. Like, who wants to be friends with someone like that? It's like, it's not an easy going thing. No, it it's totally controlling. And, yeah. and most people who identify that way that I've met, they're not dickheads about it. They, they understand that people are going to be confused. And I, when somebody isn't an asshole, then I'm like, oh, sorry, man. Oh, shit, dude. I, I don't do it on purpose. But if they were to say, you're misgendering me, then I would do it on purpose. And, and I think the media likes to portray it as though, like we see that video a couple of weeks ago where it, it, this is trending on X. This guy was like, I got misgendered this, this day. I got misgendered intentionally by this Delta employee. And they show the video and the Delta employee... Yeah is not doing anything wrong at all. It's a, it, it's a guy who's just trying to do his job that's being harassed by somebody who is an activist who was sent there yep. to get a video that would go viral. I mean, these people are the, are the worst, in my opinion, and they're destroying society. Yeah. I mean, those are the people with the cake, the stupid cakes out of Colorado, you know? like What's the cake? natural. Like, you have to bake this cake. Like, the dick cake. The, the, the gay cake and called the one that, like, you know, it's just... Go to a different. Why would you want yeah, to? I know. Exactly. They, yeah. And plus, so, if this, if they're so like homophobic, me? why do you want them to bake your cake? Do you trust what's going to be in the cake? Totally. No. And that's the control. If they want to control and force people, and it might be a small yeah. sect of society, but it's that's it. it. It's, it's I'm going who, to yeah. I'm going to a gay bakery, and I'm gonna well, you know, an they have and they put bakery. the signs up and let everyone know with the BLM signs and the we believe right, right, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a MAGA cake. <laughs> yeah, get get it's ask a, for a MAGA red, cake, red, white, and blue layer cake, and he's grabbing a, a chick by the pussy, <laughs> yeah, a cake like that. <laughs> well, you should draw that picture. That'd be a That's a picture. huge yeah, cake. Yeah. It's gonna serve yeah. like a hundred people. It's just beautiful, also. Uh, that would be yeah. funny. Even just get them to do an American flag cake, they'd have a problem with it, I'm sure. They would just yeah. instinctively put a Ukraine flag next to it. <laughs> yeah. And a gay flag again. But it's so like simple for people. I feel like guys were like, with free market. Why I'm not, if you got a shit business where you don't like people like me, then I'm not gonna and that's right. fine. And put it on the sign and I'm not go. coming in. Exactly. Yeah, I'll exactly. go somewhere else. But these people cannot handle that. It's their way or the highway and like that's that you know it's well and, and yeah. the natural Tommy. thing has happened is they're creating this these two economies there's a an economy for conservatives for lack of better terms a conservative conservative uh, is an economy for the right and a, an economy for the left right like there's you know what i'm saying that and that's there's going to be a toilet paper that on, that if you use this toilet paper you're a commie right right yeah if it's not you know you know emissions free toilet paper mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, so I, I think that the, the people that we're speaking about that are kind of extreme in that, it, it is a very small percentage of society, but mm -hmm. it feels like a lot more because the media is trying to push this agenda, agenda and manifest this reality. So they showcase these extremes when in reality, most people are, are, are pretty cool, but the more they do that, the more it seems normal, the more it kind of um, infects other people. I know I've told you, Ian, I might've even told you, Jessica, about a friend of mine who their, uh, kid who works at Starbucks. Starbucks is the Chick-fil-A of the left and everybody has purple hair and there's no cisgenders need not apply at Starbucks. They came home and 
the daughter said, my friend got kicked out of their house. Can she stay with us for a little while? And, and they're like, yeah, sure. And then my friend comes home and sees his daughter sitting next to a, a, a ch- little a Chinese teenager, a boy, a Chinese boy. And he's confused. And then he, he looks over and he sees um, big plastic, uh, a fake tit sleeve. Like, so it's just sitting in the middle of the floor. And, and, and so it was a kid. The reason the kid had gotten kicked out is because he had been uh, just dressing up as a woman and going to do things and demanding his parents call them a they them. And it got to the point where they stopped using pronouns at all and only used the person's name every time they talked about it. And my friend was like, it's not that they were a they, them. And these people were super, su- I thought it was super funny because I know how, so, how they would like be walking on eggshell. I wouldn't be, I'd be like, this is stupid shit. Get we out of here. No. We will say no. <laughs> like, right. No, I'm not doing this. He was like, the problem was that this person was a bad house guest and left his fake tits laying around the middle of the living room uh, on top of the, the, you know, uh, uh, the couch just all the time. And just you know who does that? Who goes like it, and lives yeah, in somebody's like it's house? A pair of shoes or something? Yeah, right. It, it's just do you put those tits in the in the washing machine and dryer? How how do you clean these things? Soap and water, right? I don't know. It's almost what, what, what I always like I whatever trans people, adult trans people, fine. I've been friends with them, but I've known right. so many cross dressers where I'm like, half y'all are just kinks. It's just the key, and that's fine. Most that of them are like, cool fine. too. It's just yeah, like you want to dress up like a woman because it gets you off. I just cold. don't know what the activists, the community, what do they want? That's what I don't get. I don't understand. They want to dominate women's sports. Well, that's pretty obvious. I know. Where are the trans men dominating men's sports? I've gotten to the point where I love those stories now, where I want there to be more men dominating women's sports. I know. <laughs> accelerate. Let's just accelerate everything. Like, let's go. Especially this year with the election. Let's just go full goofy. The I'm best, so, the best I'm, thing now for Now that I'm w- not, like, in office already. Or not that I ever what Now that I'm not in office. But I'm like, let's just do it. Let's just let it rip. Go all the way. Yeah. What were you saying, Ian? No, I said the best. I was thinking that the best thing for the WNBA would be more trans women players. Just <laughs> I, I played these clips a couple months back. There was this high school that they refused to play a game. It was a, a women's high school team against the upcoming opponent because the upcoming upcoming opponent had a player who was a biological male uh, who was like six foot five. <laughs> This is a, a high school girls basketball team and was just uh, dominated. There's no hormones, no surgery. It's just a dude who said he was a chick. Mm-hmm. And so they refused to play. And the coach said they did, he didn't want any of his players to get injured. And the reaction, I think this was in Vermont or something. The reaction was that that school got not only their girls basketball team, were, were they not only forbidden from playing in the state tournament, every sport at that school was now forbidden from playing in that state's uh, tournament for that a- a- athletic. A- and it was because the the girls team didn't want to go get elbowed in the face by a six foot five dude. I- I- so I went and found some games on YouTube. I, I watched like two games that this <laughs> biological male played and I cut all these, I cut a highlight reel. Of this guy just dominating the shit out of chicks, elbowing him in the face. At one point, 
he, he, it looks like he's going for a rebound, but what he's doing is actually just fondling the titty of one of the girls he's playing against. And I'm laughing my ass off. It, it means awful for these poor girls, but the fact that there are adults in the audience and there are adults at this school and, and coaching these basketball teams who are just like, okay, this teenage girl on my team is getting her titty fondled by a six foot five dude who's elbowing the other girls in the face yeah. and scoring 30 points. I mean, the guy's got 25 rebounds and yet he he's the victim in all of this. Very dystopian. Yeah, it's wild. And they just changed the rules in the, with the Olympics where they used to require that you have to at least be doing hormone surgery. Now they're like, screw that. We're, that's racist or biased or whatever. You, you don't even have to do that. I personally, Jessica, I know I've told Ian this, but there was this weightlifter who was the first individual trans female weightlifter and it was a biological male to ever compete in, in the olympics i think it was 2020 and it was a power lifter right and you know they have the the cling and snatch or something like that is the name of it and he actually didn't do well he used to be a male uh olympic power lifter but then he he started to suck he got older he's in his late 30s so he decided to be a woman he worked his way back to the olympics she did and, and he act, she actually lost because um, she didn't do the, the, the snatch thing, didn't work. So the first ever trans female to ever compete in the Olympics as, as a weightlifter lost because of a failed snatch. And I thought that was ironic. I think that's very ironic. Yes. Okay. Also proves a point. <laughs> do what? It proves a point. It does prove a point. It's like, it's like if, 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 um, the test I've had for trans men, if you're really a trans man, we're going to take you into a showroom. I'm sexually to, right now. And you get to, no, you get to select your, you get to select your penis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get to select your own penis yeah. and we give you three different sizes. That's like Goldilocks, right? It, it's, it's like a Goldilocks test. And if you pick the sensible one, eh, you know, we know you're a man. You're not going to get the biggest one, but we know you're a man. If you go in there and pick, oh, I'll, I'll take the biggest one. That's what every guy would do. Nobody's like, give me the Asian piece. They would pick the most illogically large one if given the option, right? <laughs> give me the egg-shaped Jeffrey Epstein penis. Right, right. So, the bigger ones are probably test. easier to helicopter, right? So I think that sounds like fun. Yeah. So that, that's what I would pick as well. The Asian one's like a little broken helicopter. <laughs> getting off the ground. There was a there was a show on. Uh, I didn't realize it was an older British show, but it, it recently was on HBO Max. I did a like a twenty minute video of it just because I watched it. And I was like, "This is crazy." I can't. I don't remember the name of it, but the way it works is it's a dating show where are they naked? Yeah, they're all naked. naked oh my god! Yeah, I naked know. attraction. I, I, I made it. I was like so. I was like, you I, showed me that <laughs> naked attraction. The way it works is like, so. You guys have seen it, but there's like six contestants and they're all covered with like this like portal box and so you can't see any of them uh, um and, and the the first thing that the uh main person they bring out chooses is that they make their decision based on the way certain body parts look and, is at first right so the first thing they see is it's, the dick is the pussy, pussy. and and the pussy little thing not. Yeah. So which one of these cocks do you want to eliminate first? 
you know. And she's British. She's like, oh, that's a funky looking one, day, isn't it? Like, <laughs> and that's the best part. She does this witty British band. That one looks like a pancake, right? It's like you can look at, you can wear that one over your ears in the cold. It's just <laughs> oh, like yeah, there's so a crazy. lot of uncircumcised dicks too. <laughs> British, it's like a lot. Oh. And so it, it was so funny to me. The first episode I watched, not that I've watched a bunch of episodes. I've watched way too many, so don't don't no judgment. I it just cracks me it. because it seems like a trick to me. So the one I watched, they raise that little thing up, and <laughs> and uh, for the dudes anyway, you, you see all their dicks, right? And of course, there's there's a couple of black dicks that are just sweeping the floor. <laughs> then there's a couple dicks that are, you know, you're like, where is that dick? And um, you know, the first guy to be eliminated was the it, it was the, the the tiny penis, and they raise the whole thing up, and it's an Asian guy. And he's like situated in between two black guys who could strangle him with their penises. And I'm like, that is a really, really mean thing to do. Is to t- this guy because those producers, everything's intentional. They didn't yeah. just say, "All right, take a take a spot, guys." You know the <laughs> like best part. Placed. The best part is there's six seasons of it. Like, oh, and, and some of them, it's a bisexual. So there's like you know, dicks and oh. pussies to evaluate. <laughs> right and overall overall like obviously the people who are drawn to the show to be on this show there's a handful of people who are good looking but majority of them are just weird or like yeah. and not no not judging they're just weird because they're british right and yeah, they're weird yeah. <laughs> that's what i couldn't understand so they, they do the after the after you get voted off they do their exit interview and the Asian guy was like, you know, it was a great experience. And so many of my, you know, I told all my friends about it. I'm like, you told all your friends about it? <laughs> right? Like, so it's like he thought before this day, he's like, I, I think I'm competing lengthwise. I don't know. If, if the whole thing, if they just showed the bank accounts, he would have been the, the winner. You know, that it, they, you know, they told him that there'd be nudity, but they disguised it in such a way because they, they suckered these guys into it. They did. Absolutely. But, you know. Yeah, they suckered them, and then they sucker the guys who are picking the women, at least in the episode that I saw, because uh-huh. they showed all these chicks. They start with uh, the vagina, and then you see the ankles and the feet. And I'm looking at the, these ankles, and I'm like, I think I'd probably get rid of those ankles and that vagina. <laughs> and he got rid of the, this one, right? And so she's gone, and then you see her in the exit interview, and she's fucking smoking hot. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, that happened. Sometimes, like, the first person they vote off, it's like, whatever they were judging on, but it'll be, like, the the cutest one. It was the best-looking chick. And then the one he ended up choosing was, like, in my opinion, disgusting. (laughs) Like, that was the one that was left. Like, I just... It's, uh, okay. I mean, they don't have yeah, to. People, there's a lot of just, and then they always show the people walking away, and they show their asses. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah they always show their asses. And then at the end the of the show, no, like, how does this happen? The, it's on the, Max. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Max, check it out on Max. This is not. We're not getting paid to advertise for this show. <laughs> the person choosing has to take off all their clothes and show the other person at the end. And, and the show ends with two people standing there with a British host making witty humor about their genitalia. And then it go, then they go on a date. So they've already seen each other naked and then they go. Yeah, out. then they're dressed and go on a date. Wow. 
That is modern society. I'm, my friend is a comedian turned me on to because he tells he lives in Steamboat Springs, which is three hours from Denver. Denver. So if he has like a show down here, he'll stay at my house, him and his and another buddy. And like after the show, so I'll go with them. We get home late and we just put that on. <laughs> it's just like it is fun to watch. It's so yeah. and it's so unsexy after a minute. You're just then you're like and then you start getting clinical too. You're like, oh get that pussy out of here. Uh uh-uh. like, no, yeah, it's yeah, really you become a psychopath, it. like uh-uh. Uh-uh. A dick's hanging the wrong way. Yeah, and they show the abs of some of them. And one of the oh one of the guys God. had he had a fake leg. So one of the guys that won, but he was a black guy with a big old dick and a fake leg. He could have used his dick as a leg if he wanted mm-hmm. to, but it, the final two were him and like this other, this British guy who was a little chubby. Uh, um, I, I, but the girl liked the fact that he was a little chubby. She liked that uh, warmth of it. I believe that she described it. So the two finalists, they bring out before they, she chooses the last one and the host comes out. And Jessica, you're right. The the witty British host is the best part of it, in my opinion. The shit she says. And she guy. she asks them, she goes to the, the big black guy who's who's got like a 14 pack and a huge dick and, and one leg and a fake leg. And she says, What would you like to have from his body oh on your gosh. body? Oh no. And so obviously nothing, really. I mean, not his penis. And so the guy kind of like laughs and thinks for a second. And he goes, I'd, I'd like to have his leg just to be nice, I think, because I think he'd be tipped over a little weird yeah. with this short dude's leg. And then they asked the white guy, what would you like to have from his body? His dick. First thing. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. And when it's down to two people, the picker gets naked, too, then. it's just a weird totally it's it's a hits for that show or weird but then it's in our day and age it's i mean it's fairly tame because it's all adults involved (laughs) you know right it's three people who would be sex offenders if they did this in the real world (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if our lifetime we're going to see like live russian roulette uh, on, on tv or something crazy like that i mean the, uh, the lottery not, you ever read yeah. that short story the lottery oh yeah. yeah yeah it wouldn't surprise me the way this stuff is going on right now because they project these things that I, I think they they want people uh to do like the way we see people fighting in congress so they fight oh but mm-hmm. but i think they fist bump you know in the locker room but the i was people thinking they the same don't i was thinking the same thing the other day because i was down one of these Forbes rabbit holes on you on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, the, the way they're all speaking to each other, it's like, no wonder that no wonder America speaks to each other this way. Yeah. You, you know, not saying that, that we should be looking to these people for examples, but they are setting the tone. Yeah. Right. And they, um, they said, so this is how, uh, you know, I'm not saying Trump is a plant. I know some people think that maybe, he's, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't know, but they do follow a strategy because you can read it in, in uh, um, propaganda books and documents that from government propagandists, you know, dating back a hundred years, of finding or planting influential figures into the demographics they need to influence and having that person uh, capture that group. Because that is somebody that these people, uh, uh, because they feel connected to them, are l- least likely to question. And then you factor in the divide and rule strategy of let's make them hate the other side. And then 
you can get a group of people just going along with anything that anyone says, and that can be a poison pill into creating some of these things that we're talking about here, uh, uh, the, de- the, you know, the degeneracy uh, of society, the, the mm-hmm. speaking and, and memes. I mean, some people, I was reading about how uh, Gen Z, I don't know if this is true. These are just polls. Maybe it's bullshit. Uh, uh, are socially anxious all the time and have no idea how to have conversations unless it's through text message. And they never do phone calls. Uh, they only do text and they have anxiety attacks every time they go out in public. Is, is, do you guys think this is true? Well, watching my dad, whenever I'll take, we'll, we'll go out to someplace for dinner or something. Um, and watching him interact with uh, someone from this generation, because he's 82, watching him interact is hilarious. Because yeah. he always tells them, you got to speak up. You got to speak up. You should have watched <laughs> that show. Yeah, oh my gosh. Nah, he wouldn't get very far on that show. What is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't get very far. It, yeah, it's different, man. I, going through my parents' house uh, since they passed, I found all of these letters that they wrote in their handwriting. My mom and dad's handwriting is perfect. And they would document their activities back when they were in high school and uh, 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 write what their goals were the next day. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's, they, I, that's like my handwriting is shit. And, and I, I think a lot of people's hand, you get moving so fast that you don't even know what you're writing anymore. Yeah. And then you Mine's got gotten type. terrible because I don't write anymore. I type. And there's like a different yeah. processing factor yeah. in typing and writing, you know, mm-hmm. so easy to pull up tabs and just like it's it's like tough because it, there's information on there that is valuable, but mm-hmm. it also can prevent reflection. The screens can and, and mm-hmm. reflection, in my opinion, is the most important thing for like developing uh, your brain and your life or whatever. And, and the more they can prevent people from ref- reflecting on how full of shit they are, <laughs> then the more they can control uh, society. And I wanted to ask you, Jessica, uh, cause I know that you talk a lot about uh, the shutdowns, you're yeah. pissed off about them, right? Yeah. I think, yeah, right. She, yeah. Yeah, I found you. Shit. I found you during the shutdowns. Like I told you, you and Monica's like voices are almost nostalgic to me to those times. Like, I appreciate that. It, it was a very weird, weird time that it, it was just so obvious to me that people were just believing things that proven liars have said when they could have just read from Pfizer's website themselves, their own publications about their trials and, and other information and, and learned that they were being experimented on. I mean, it's very clear that they were being experimented. That's the first thing I did is I read the Pfizer trial documents that you could find on their website. And it's very long, but what they did was they excluded the oldest and the most vulnerable people from these studies for the reason that it was dangerous to their health because of the risk. And they included only the healthiest people that it was least likely to impact. And then they took those results and claimed 99% efficacy. It's the safest thing in the world. And then the first people they rolled the thing out to was the very people, the old and vulnerable people, who they excluded from the trials and killed a lot of them. Some people will say it was the virus that killed a lot of them. Maybe it was. But that's the problem is the symptoms they say are the same. 
And you can even bring up a rare symptom, which I have actually done to a doctor because uh, I won't go into that whole story. But my dad uh, was a, exactly like a case study that was actually a Google Scholar, uh, a Lancelot or whatever that publication is, uh, um, a approved rare uh, side effect of the vaccine. I mean, perfect case study. And I even brought that to a doctor and he got mad at me and told me I was going to die if I don't get vaccinated. It, it, it was just such a level of brainwashing and lack of actual research that it was astonishing. And, and then what they did is they told us, if you do your own research, you might die and you're probably a racist. Do you, do you remember the don't do your own research? Yeah, very smart people don't do their own research. Very smart mm. people just do what they're told, okay? Like, mm. you know, they get, yeah, no, that was, that was evil. That was an evil spell. Like, it really I cannot was. believe the people I knew who would, would say anything like that. Okay, can I ask you guys a question? Are either of you a doctor or an expert? Okay, I didn't think yeah, so. Yeah, I'm an expert on my okay. body and my health. That's why I told people, I'm like... Look yeah. at me, look at you. Even my doctor, who I have a direct <clears throat> primary care doctor, so like a concierge doctor, so outside of the system a little bit, more of a free market capitalist, right? He's still owned by pharma. He pushed the vaccine in 21. I'm like, fuck no. And then every, no. I'm healthy as I shouldn't be, but I'm super, like my liver is great. You know, everything. <laughs> and like, and I'm like, and you're still trying to, like, I'm the healthiest person in your brain probably and you're still like and they, and they still try and it, it, yeah. yeah you're right and it was yeah, interesting. That. it was just the one year he pushed it, obviously and then after that and i'm like yeah well I, so i i took my dad to another doctor because the, the doctor who did that and and look I, my mom had a rare disease for 18 years before she died so i, I have since then following my dad like I, I never went into a doctor without having like research that i knew that they trusted from from sources they you can't be a doctor and a research doctor at the same time it's difficult i i understand that uh, um so i always came prepared to these things i wasn't flippantly speaking to him he was like well if you have a paper that says this and i said i do right here and i pulled it out and i had it highlighted and the reason that i was asking him is because the recommendation was that if a patient uh, uh is, is having this reaction then they do not need to get the booster because it will amplify the reaction. And, and I knew that they were about to start pushing the booster on my dad. And so that, I, I wasn't trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I had a legitimate reason for asking. And his response was that I'm going to die because I'm not vaccinated and that there's nothing that he can really do about my dad. Uh, um, but here's some medicine that might make it easier. And so I was like, dad, let's go get another opinion. Mm -hmm. And my dad had been going to see this doctor for years. So, so like it, it, he was... He's probably a good guy in most other cases, but he had just been infected by this or, or he felt that he might get in trouble if he said something. And so we go to Emory and it was an interesting situation because I said to that doctor, I said, look, I know I'm not supposed to say this. I'm not supposed to ask this. And she told me you can ask anything. It was, a, it was an Indian doctor and she was completely open to it. She says, I've seen that. She was honest. She says it's been happening here. A and what, what was she was a great and she she wasn't saying he was going to she's saying, here's all the things you can do. And she put him in a program that helped him regain some of his strength. And, and then the next time we come into that that hospital, I go to with my dad to help him go in. And they had never done this before. But all of a sudden, Emory asked me if I was vaccinated. And they said, are you and I, I could have lied, but I'm like, no, I'm not. Um, and then they told me I can't go in with my dad and my dad needed help 
to, like he needed someone with him to ask questions. And so they refused to let me go in. And the doctor actually came out and escorted me in herself. So I thought that was a really interesting moment uh, of conflict from the standard rules trying to be forced onto them versus a doctor who actually was being realistic about what was going on. Good. Yeah. So there are people out there. White pill. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So that did make me happy. I thought it was funny because I went into the, they, they had all these new signs there about masking and, and washing your hands. And I went into the bathroom there and took a photo of it. And there was a big sign on the mirror that said, wash your hands, wash your hands, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Uh, um, and then right in the middle, there's a soap dispenser. And on the soap dispenser was a sticky note that said, sorry, we're out of soap. <laughs> Like, okay. Uh, that's really what it felt like. It was like a big first, like we want all these people to go to all this public school and nobody knew how to wash their hands, you know? And like we had to do this huge thing to get people to wash our hands a little bit more. Totally. People know that. Oh, I, know. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm gonna like with this volunteering I'm doing, I'm in a barn, it's freezing cold. Everyone always gets sick after you know, the dust from the arena. It's like Sometimes you, I don't know, like, and I was, we all survived 2020. We did it in 2020, January 2020, which at COVID was here, was yeah. here, okay? And we all survived. Like, the, isn't wow. it crazy? It's been four years. Yeah. I, um, yeah. It made me sick to I was thinking of how long I had my dog. I'm like, four fucking years got taken up by this. Like, obviously, yeah. I got to spend a lot of time with them, but yeah. just like, it's been a time warp. It's been a total. Time. It really has. Like, it really has. You had posed a question at, on Twitter earlier about will the next few years be a time warp? <sighs> Didn't you ask them about that? Just yeah, that was me. I was like, it's fresh on my head. That's why I said it again. I repeated the joke. I just feel like <laughs> I don't know if it's the older we get or some more we're connected to screens that uh, time just like it's speeds gone. up faster and faster. Yeah, I was reading this neuroscience paper, which I do that often. I read neuroscience papers quite often. Very sophisticated. <laughs> Look at the big brain on Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And, and it was talking about how you can slow time down as an adult. So as kids, everything seems slower because it's all brand new. You know, it's mm -hmm. like watching one of those videos of a kid eat chocolate for the first time and just going crazy with mm -hmm. Wow, oh my God, it's so good. Uh, but as we get older, we've experienced all the stuff and the mundaneness of the sameness. It's just like uh, the, the nodes in our brains aren't firing any memorable things. There's no emotional impact. They just said simply go do something you've never done before, even if it's minor, every single day. And it will slow down your perception of time because those moments will be uh, imprinted on your brain similar to the first time you did things as a kid. Hmm. And uh, it's hard to remember to do that, but I, I can tell you that it did. It, it really is. It does kind of work um, to slow down time. Or we could just get like a time machine. Yeah. I'm like, man, I've wasted a lot of time on Twitter, but it's been somewhat productive. So that's like where people are now, though. That's necessary. Love, for it me. was magic during the COVID stuff. I mean, it was all the censorship. The, the information was there. The people, there were people giving out the right information. You could find it if you right. looked hard enough. If you have people like you guys, you know, you had all these different people who were digging in and not afraid to not to like say stuff and to question stuff. And, and I should clarify this: I I never told anybody not to get a vaccine, and I right. and I, I wanted the vaccine to work. Like I I I, I, I my parents got it. I, I I you know at the time I was like maybe we'll wait a little bit and see. 
because there's not really much data on it. And, but they, my mom, because she was going to doctor appointments all the time, was they were getting pressure uh, from uh, every doctor they saw. And I, I wanted it to be great. And, and I, I didn't say it sucks. I just told you, I said, look, just read the information and decide if you think it's a, a risk for you. Like all medicines, what we've been doing. Like right. <laughs> but, but you're called a conspiracy theorist and a radical and they try and like create a straw man where they characterized everyone who questions things, legitimate questions as uh, uh, an extreme anti-vaxxer who specifically is encouraging, in my case, black people to be vaccine hesitant, you know, by pointing out the Tuskegee experiments, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. how do you tell black people about how they've abused black people? You racist. That's right. That's right. Fauci had some, some black doctors to go door to door with. Him, I love so. that video. It was fine. It was supposed to make him look good. Have you seen that, Ian? <laughs> I haven't, but it just sounds. Of course, they did. It's and so, then, I mean, there's one shot too it's where like him and his wife are walking, and you can tell there's like an armed security guard walking behind them, and they're like, they're so scared for their safety. <laughs> good. Yeah, it's racist. No, I know. It's like. You should be. Where's our arm? We don't get armed people. Forever. And Dr. Fauci, black man, would you like to come down the street and get a vaccine with me? Yeah. No. When he, when he starts questioning, he's the one guy starts questioning Fauci back, and you see Fauci, you see it in his face. You see him thinking the N word. He's like, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. see him thinking it. Oh yeah. I, all right, here's the video. Maybe this will work. So I, I read recently because there's always a problem with playing YouTube videos on streams. And I read that YouTube, they actually like intentionally, if you're not a uh, the highest premium subscriber oh. to their service, that they throw all these things in there to like slow it down for people. Huh. So, so here it is. This is Fauci knocking on doors. I'm knocking on doors in the Bronx. Going to bring the blacks with me to get the jab. She I'm looks terrified. Be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then... You all create a shot and miraculous time. You see him gripping that fence like he was terrified there. Um, cheer it, and it doesn't um, stop you from getting it. No, so on the right. very, very rare chance that you do get it, even if you're vaccinated. It's a very, you don't even feel sick. It's like you don't even know you got infected. Like she's in, like she's in. You just die immediately. You, <laughs> you don't even feel a thing. Off the aisle with. All right, that's basically it. There's more of that, but the guy has, he wants nothing to do with that. The first guy was like, well, I think you guys are trying to use fear or something like that. They, 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 All you got to do is use bleach. Bleach will cure. Dude. <laughs> Inject, uh, do I inject just it? Inject or do I yeah, it inject it. it. Yeah, just inject bleach. That'll so, cure all the COVID. We I don't know if our friend is listening right now. With the we have a friend who uh, might is very reasonable, great guy, uh, very very smart and talented, but who probably disagrees with us even on, on on politics. If he is listening, I wonder if friends of ours who are in a different media bubble even are aware of the very provable, easily provable fact 
that Trump never told anybody to inject bleach. It doesn't matter. They would go, well, it doesn't matter. He's told all these other lies. So none of which matter. they've verified none of those either. Right. Very like, look, kind people, very yeah. fine That's people. also a lie. And look, I've never voted for Trump, but I, I will always point out when the media takes something he says and, and mm-hmm. lies about it to, to divide people because that's what they do. And, and the, the bleach hoax is, is, in my opinion, very, very insidious because – and I, I played this clip on the, on the show recently. He never said that. Never. And Jimmy Kimmel, as recently as a couple of weeks ago, Jimmy Kimmel, who's whining about – Aaron Rodgers suggesting that he doesn't want to be on the Epstein list, threatening to sue him a couple weeks ago, said that Trump told people to inject bleach. Right. So yeah, when it's against them, it's a big, it's a big deal when it's something about them they think is a lie. Right. But All of a sudden it matters. He's a cocksucker. Mm-hmm. And what Trump was talking about, because I, I was aware of this at the time, and it's actually a treatment that people are using uh, just for other areas of life right now. It it was like a a treatment that just got approved by the FDA that Trump had been told about by a doctor. That's why he's looking over to a doctor when he's talking about it. He never says bleach. And when you look up the the treatment and the study that had just been approved, he's using the exact same language that is used in that FDA recently approved treatment. And yet for three years or whatever, he told people to inject bleach and people believe that and use it as a reason to say he's dangerous. The people who cause and, and they say so-and-so inject bleach and died or whatever. If anybody inject or drank bleach, it's because the media told them that. Not because Trump did, because he never right. did. I fucking hate the media. Oh, it was four years of, of him misspeaking the, in the smallest way and them going, ooh, he's a Every, dictator. Everything ooh. is literal, yeah. Oh my! Everything was literal. All of a sudden, they, I would. I remember I used to call it. Oh, all of a sudden, you got a case of the stupids. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It, it's. It but you're pretend. right. Yeah. There's a list of things that people go to. Well, yeah, but that one, this one, that one, and they. Yeah. None of, they how about investigate every one of them? And, oh, I had a discussion with a friend today. Uh, he he was like, well, you know, uh, he goes, you know, Trump's Trump's a liar too, just because Bi- you know, yeah, Biden's a liar. Okay, but Trump's a liar too. I'm like, okay, so. Why should I vote for Biden then? He showers with his daughter. He's nurturing. You know, I mean, you know, but ultimately, you know, it's not going to matter anyways. It is just what character do you want to see on the next season? Do I know my conspiracy? Uh, yeah, I would love to see yeah. all of these people in Biden's yeah. administration. I'd love to see a, um, a naked attraction type thing. <laughs> God, oh, God. That was so bad. I told you we should make Trump and Biden be co-presidents for the next four years, and they have to. We we, we make yeah, we make a TV show out of it, and it's like Step Brothers. Good. That would be a fantastic show. That'd Absolutely, and maybe they're they're sleeping with the same. Well, no, Trump's got Melania, and of course you got Dr. Jill. No, they don't get to have their wives. They give them up for the for for the show. That's like them, yeah. Right. So so you, so you're gonna catch them masturbating in their bunk at some point. Is what you're saying. Well, they're not still masturbating, are they? By, yeah, Biden is. You know, Biden, every time he gets a whiff of a young girl's hair. Did you, did you guys see the video recently? Is like last week where, again, he, he's trying to talk to some girl who's like 13 years old. And, and he's, just lean, he's leaning down to her. And, and she is just – she is backed up as far against the wall. She's about to press herself through the concrete wall because she's so oh. creeped out by him. But nobody cares. And the other day, CNN was talking about the uh, the strike on the Houthis in Yemen. 
and the guy goes, oh, we, uh, we're going we're gonna to cut away here. You interrupted a guest. We're going to cut away. Uh, the president is live now speaking about the attack on uh, the Houthis in Yemen, and it cuts to Biden, and Biden is like wandering around going, anybody wants some more coffee? I'll get you a smoothie. I'm, Are you I'm, serious? I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not kidding. And then it cuts back to CNN, and they're like, that was the president. He's going to be talking about the, the Houthis at a later thing. That was him talking about coffee. They're, like, trying to, like, recover. <laughs> wow. It's funny. It's funny. I think wow. it's elder abuse, what they're doing to him. Personally. It is. It's actually sad. I do feel bad. I've started – it's gone from hate to just feeling bad for him. Right. Like, he deserves a burden, how, but also, like, <laughs> yeah. the past yep. couple of years. Yeah, he, yeah. He do we have done. to torture him? Yeah, yeah. now? I mean, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, do you guys have a few more minutes? I know it's been an hour already. I got, like, ten. Yeah, like ten. Okay, I want to go through at least one story with you guys. Because yeah. I wanted to get you y'all's reactions to these yeah. stories. And there's one about... Or we were just chatting and blabbing. And... Blab, blabbing, blabbing. That's my fault. But there was a story today about Trump, and I got to pull it up now because my mouse thing messed it up. Here it is, where <laughs> Trump was at. It was outside this this hearing today that he had in New York with E. Jean Carroll, who I'm not even going to go into the reasons why E. Jean Carroll is full of shit. If you don't know, you haven't looked it up. You simply have not read anything about this case. If you actually think anything she's saying is legitimate. So go read it if you think there are. Go I actually. Read I have it. a hashtag. I have a hashtag that says "believe I mean, all women." So I, I mean, the claim that Trump raped her in a dressing room inside the most popular shopping store or, or a department store in the country—that's what powerful right, men do. Right in the middle of Fifth Avenue, and on that day, there just happened to be nobody on that floor, and the door of one of those rooms, which are always locked, happened to be open. It, it, it's just—it's nonsensical. Yet she's getting paid $5 million for saying it. And she's gone on Anderson Cooper's show and, and literally said that rape is what rape is fun. What, what is, yeah. She likes rape and she thinks it's sexy is what she said. Yeah. It's just such a joke. His, like his, I'm uh, thinking about accusing Trump of raping me because I'd love to have $5 million. Remember he said, he goes, I mean, her, her dog's name was Vagina. Yeah, right, Vagina. Yeah, she's vagina. a dog named Vagina. I mean, come on, she's weird. And I do love when Trump is like, come on, she's – I wouldn't rape her. Look, he she's is, at a flat. He's ugly. a <laughs> hilarious comedian. The dude has amazing comic timing. Look at her eyebrows. She's disgusting. I'd never have sex with her. He really yeah. is a great comic. I mean, if he wins, I'm I'm down. That's what I said. The world, like, everything will just go crazy again. And it is. I was going to say, I think oh, people are going to keep dying of the vaccine, and then everyone's going to – fold on Trump, but that's yeah. my conspiracy. Yeah. Everybody, so everybody's going to fold on Trump because of the vaccine, you're saying? Yeah, because it's killing people and like, mm. and or, like I know people who are young and dying from like random genetic things all of a sudden yeah. and you know. All, all of a sudden MSNBC is going to be bringing up Project Warp Speed and yeah, and then it'll be yeah, they're going to turn against it. Yeah. yeah. But he <laughs> rushed it in and that's yeah. why people are dying. And he didn't even, ma he made it so that you couldn't even sue him for it. <laughs> right. And a lot of people don't realize that, that these companies like Pfizer, which is the sponsor of every single CNN commercial, mm -hmm. and, and uh, uh, the, the guy dating Taylor Swift on the Kansas City Chiefs is Ugh. like their spokesperson. It's such a weird thing. I don't even watch football and I see so much of that shit. It's everywhere. I got on either. They're demons or something. <laughs> Why? Why are they pushing like, I don't believe that relationship. I, I mean, this is just me speculating, but that guy, Kevin Cleese, 
I don't know if that's how you say his name, but I, I looked up who his ex-girlfriends were, and they're black chicks with fat asses. <laughs> and you, listen, you listen to an interview, this guy talks like he's a black guy. I'm like, this guy does not date skinny, white, blonde chicks like Taylor Swift. True. All right. You got, so you see that on the screen. This was one of my yeah. favorite stories today, which is about uh, how the former president, Donald Trump, he has mysterious red hands, and it sparks hilarious online conspiracy theories. And, and so Trump was at this outside of this trial for Eugene Carroll, and he waved. And, and let me see if I can find the photo of it here. You see that? Look at that. You see that there? He's got that red spot on his hand, right? I mean, what is his age? What, what's going on with his hand? And there's a lot of people who speculated about what it could be. And of the theories people had, here, here's a few of them. It's on his thumb, too. It's, yeah, there's a couple of them. It looks like some sort of rash or, or I, I don't know. But so, one person said it was a fake suntan rubbing off from his face is one claim. Although mm, that's no. red. His face is not red. Uh, another person said it was uh, the body's reaction to anxiety because of his uh, charges of rape against E. Jean Carroll. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> another one says arthritis. Uh, of course, another person says ketchup. He just got back from McDonald's, maybe. Blisters, another person said. And then one person, and this might actually be what it is, said that he got frostbite while he was in Iowa, and that looks like uh, um, the frostbite healing. Hmm. Possibly. Possible. And then another person said, and Trump is a germaphobe, he says he's a compulsive hand washer in the winter. And I am also. And my hands, I, people point out how red my hands are in the winter because I wash my hands way too much. You gotta wash your hands. But yeah, Keep I've clean. never had a. Keep them clean. I've never had a weird herpes bump like that uh, on, my, uh, <laughs> on my hand. But there was another theory that James Carville, I think, you guys, you guys remember that guy, the old Democrat, like operative guy? Yeah, he's mm -hmm. still trying to make the rounds. He, he is. And, and he has a theory about what is actually going on with Trump's hand that he's going to tell us about right here. If you go to the Drudge Report, and I think it'll still be up, there's a story that talks about Trump having hand cuts, and you can link to it. They don't <laughs> look like cuts to me. They look like sores. And I've asked a number of MDs what medical condition manifests itself through hand sores, and the answer is immediate and unanimous. Secondary syphilis. <laughs> Trump got syphilis. Trump, Trump was grabbing a syphilis pussy. Let's have it. Let's have it. Oh, that'd be funny, though. Isn't that great? That Trump. I mean, that's proof that he's grabbing chicks by the pussy. Do you know right. this Carville guy's got weird looking like spots on his bald head Dude, too? Like, look at know? that shirt he's wearing too. What is that? What it's the like fuck is that boy. shirt? Like <laughs> way back. Uh, the reason he knows is because he's covered in syphilis. This guy. Yeah. I'll show you on my hand right now. <laughs> I pull, I'll show you on my dick. He pulls out his. That's what totally syphilis looks like. Unanimous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Jessica. Did you see the story about the the Chinese lab thing? They do, doing a study about uh, that killed 100 uh, percent of mice. That was like um, a cousin of the COVID vaccine. Did you see that today? No, but no. There was this. There was a report where they're doing they're doing gain of function research, which everybody knew they were doing, and this yeah. report openly admits it. And they they are they're testing 
um, this virus, the same thing they did in the other gain of function that uh, killed 100% of the rat experiments on it. And, and even people from like Harvard and Stanford who read this report came out and, and said they need to stop this, that they see nothing uh, of vague interest that could be learned from uh, force infecting a weird breed of humanized mice with a random virus. And um, the things that could go wrong, they're not even prepared for. And another person, another scientist, this person from Stanford, said that the absence of this uh, information raises a concern. Uh, it's talking about the the preprint of, of the levels and where they got the virus from, I think is what they're referring to. Uh, it, it, it raises the concern of the possibility that part of all of this research, like the research in the Wuhan lab in 2016 to 2019, that likely caused the COVID-19 pandemic, that it recklessly was performed without the minimal um, biosafety contaminate uh, contaminate and practices essential for research with with potential pandemic pathogens. So they're being reckless with it. I think they're throwing the petri dish to each other. Like, hey, I, I don't know. It. Like it's cock- like the movie Cocktail. I, I think they're creating bioweapons. People say it's a conspiracy. It's not. Uh, just read documents on the government. It's like Bond. It's like Bond and Mission yeah. Impossible. All the like. Yeah. global villains they're doing all this stuff in those shows or those movies and absolutely and they, it was one of i said the last bond that came out where like they made a bioweapon that only targeted certain people because of like their genetic ethnicity and stuff like that yeah, yeah like it, they were taking over so they like they had to get a piece of their dna but mm-hmm. then they could like kill just that like it was it seems, seems very plausible and and so that that makes me think of BB Netanyahu, and I won't go into any of all that. And my, my yeah, opinion on all that is there's a lot of manipulation on both on, on all sides of that, where there's these rulers who are in their safe haven. Some, and I used to think it was Qatar, but apparently it's Quitter, as they call it, Quitter now. Uh, <laughs> safe haven's over there, and, and then you have a, a BB Netanyahu who's literally staying in the most secure mansion that was just built up, owned that's a, owned by an American billionaire before all of this started. These are chess players manipulating their publics and, oh, yeah. and killing yeah, the, them. The fact that they haven't gone into to Qatar and quitter, snatched quitter. whatever quitter and <laughs> and snatched those Hamas leaders right out of their five star hotel room and ended this thing. We have your leaders. This is over. I, just I, end it. Yeah, right. Until they do that, it's a joke to me. And, and yeah. then they have these exposés on them where they're wearing this luxurious stuff and they're playing ping pong and they talk about the leaders' love of ping pong. I'm like, go fuck yourself. It, don't don't tell me that and then tell me all this other bullshit. Anyway, I, I do think it's necessary to point out that Bibi Netanyahu is on video getting interviewed by Jordan Peterson within the past year saying that he begged Fauci to use uh, uh, the Israeli pop- population over there as guinea pigs for the COVID vaccine. Hmm. And he's very, very adamant and proud He's because they were forced to get the vaccine. They weren't given a choice. Yeah. Right. And he says exactly what you're talking about, Jessica. He says, we have people with high heart rates. We have people with this. We have people with that. We have uh, uh, people with this ethnicity, with that ethnicity. You can get all the data you ever need and we'll force them to take it. Please use us. And that to me is the most like anti-Western values that that I've ever heard expressed. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people realize that (laughs) <laughs> that's what was going on over there. So it's yeah. not about the Israeli people. It's about the leaders are assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
like when that came out, like all the people who are on the right were all saying like, well, Israel's great. Israel's great. And I'm like, do you not remember they were the ones forcing everybody, like everybody, you know? Anti-Semite. Anti-Semite. Yeah. Anti-Semite. Whatever. They're like, call me all the names. I don't care. Like, I'd love to get double teamed by Zelensky and Netanyahu. Just one in the ass, one in the mouth. It'd be great. Take all my money. And it's totally could never be anything like blood sacrifice or demon spells or anything like that. Yeah, vote Nikki Haley is what yeah. that message is right there. <laughs> what What are your opinions on Nikki Haley? Then we'll get out of here. Let's I like see. your picture of the. It's very intense. The background, but it's like the Nikki, oh, the Nikki Haley background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nikki, it's I think. Intense. Nikki Haley just loves war. I can't remember what the prompt was for that. Yeah. But I did love Nikki Haley uh, announcing after she finished third place that, thank you, Iowa, we have turned this into a two-person race. I well, that was great. I think she thinks that's because she's going to get all of Chris Christie's support. I think that's what she's anticipating. Chris Christie's support. Yeah, because he get had all, a lot of support. She's going to get the only 35 people. It's also stupid. Even talking about it just makes me feel dumber. You know, 35 it, it, people voted for Chris Christie in Iowa. And I, I say, Iowans, <laughs> stay the fuck away from those people. They're somewhere in those cornfields. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I think what she's trying to say is that she's going to win New Hampshire. That's what I mean. Yeah. I think she's going to get the support from Chris Christie that he had anticipated <laughs> he was going to get in New Hampshire. What's so funny to me is that nobody in the news talks about how – Nikki Haley, she finished third, even though they were trying to project her as finishing second, even though nobody likes her. Uh, um, 50% of her support, her votes in Iowa, came from crossover voters who are Biden supporters because they got rid. They, they're not doing the Iowa primary over there. And this is probably part of the reason why. Which So when it comes to crossover votes in some states, and Iowa is one of them, you cannot vote in both the Democrat right. and the Republican primary. You have to choose one. And so you have to sacrifice voting for your guy if you want to try and you know disrupt the other one. And because they had no one to vote for over there, all these people voted that, that are Democrats. And they did these exit polls and, and entrance polls um, who are Biden voters and supporters, voted for Nikki Haley, making up 50 percent of her vote. Take away all of those votes, and she's barely ahead uh, of Ramaswamy. Take away the rigged debate where they would not allow Ramaswamy to be in it, despite all of the previously uh, you know, standard polls that they used. And CNN chose a poll. They chose the one poll that they could use to eliminate him because they knew that he would call out her bullshit. And they put her up against DeSantis, the only guy that she could look good against. What and was, she her, spent total? The whole, what was yeah. her total in Iowa? Her total in Iowa was... Um, was 69, it? I think. <laughs> 69. I don't know what it was. She got very – she was a little bit behind. So Trump got 51, which I love the narrative. No, no, that's, what, that's the point I'm going to make. So she got what, 20-something? So DeSantis got 21, and she got like 19, I think. 19. So 81% of the people didn't want her. No. Right, right, that, right, that's what they say about Trump. I know. That's what I that's – what, so, Dude, so it that, blows my mind. Oh, it blows dude, my mind. So, so Trump – he he got he won by a bigger percentage. Mm-hmm. The the previous big percentage was thirteen percent in nineteen seventy two. He yeah. won by thirty. It's pretty and, obvious. And he was the, the first Republican candidate in a contested elect in a contested primary to get over fifty percent ever. Right? Mm-hmm. Historic. How is it reported? 
50% of people didn't want Trump. It's crazy. I know. I know. I'm not even a Trump supporter, but I can call out how fucking crazy that is. And normalizing fucking calling out crazy shit needs to happen. In my opinion. Or be crazy yourself a little bit. Just do it. Be right a little way. crazy. Yeah. Which, which you've been called a, a lunatic nightmare, Jessica, by a Fox News host. I know that, which I think is great personally. Yeah, Mr. Jesse Kelly. <laughs> so the story is you were gonna shoot he was gonna like interview you or something and uh, yeah, some producer yeah, like, yeah. wires got crossed. He has two producers and they were both contacting me and it was weird and they were, I was just like, Whatever. And then I said I made a post about libertarians being gay cab. And he like and I said, I think that's why Jesse Kelly invited me and I wasn't being mean or anything, but yeah, and then he's shared this thing and yeah, called me a light <laughs> lunatic nightmare. Because all because I said, hey, it feels weird that you're both emailing me. Is this a scam? Well, I'm the, I'm the nightmare. Yeah, right. No, it makes him look like a pussy doing that. Just, yeah. It's, it's, so, uh, anyways, it's, it's been a fun year. So I'm like, there's going to be a lot more glitch. I'm hoping there's a lot more glitches like that, especially locally now, because now it's my name's out there now, and I'm more involved in spreading more news about the like shit that's happening. So I'm, I'm sure you get a lot of messages. I mean, I. I I'm not a female, so I don't know, but I imagine you get just a lot of unrequested dick pics coming into your DMs, if I had to guess. Not as many. You know why, though? Because I think people want to give that to people they know they'd be shocking, and they know I'd be like, whatever. (laughs) So it's not fun. I imagine it's not fun. I don't ever. I, I don't ever no. get any of those. Fortunately, I, yeah. I, Reginald like, doesn't whatever, get any. Bro. I'm not gonna react to that. But I, I think it would be it. funny to like take a screenshot of, of naked attraction, one of those penises, and send it, <laughs> masquerading as your. Well, there's ones that looks like Lou knows them. Right <laughs> yeah. Look at the pancake pussy. You can put some syrup on the pancake pussy and oh, have it geez. for breakfast. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jessica. Where can everybody find you? Um, at, at Forest Mommy on Twitter or X is where I'm at the most, but I have a link tree slash Forest Mommy and my rumble is Forest Mommy. And yeah, I'm actually, my, I'm coming back, but took a break after the like election. And then I knew I'd be doing a bunch this month, but I'm coming back with Charlie Robinson. Awesome. Yeah, Charlie's great. Yeah. Cool. So I got to see him in person and then I, and I didn't get to meet him, but then like, I was like, oh, we're following each other. He's like, yeah. Yeah, Char- Charlie's a cool guy and he does a great show. So that, that, I'm, yeah. And I like, yeah. I, some people I give kind of a heads up. It says it's golden showers. I'm doing, he's like, you had a sparkler up your ass. Like, we're good. <laughs> it's like, it's fine. Great. I'm like, I Char- love my yeah. people. I love finding my people like that. He just started a new, uh, a new daily radio show on uh, a TN, I think it's called T, it's not TNT, like we think people in Georgia. The TNT radio that, like, um, in Australia. Missy. Oh, Australia. I think it's where it's located because I, okay. I was on it a few weeks ago and I and I, I kept getting calls from numbers that recognized and I was like, oh shit, this might be somebody calling for the show, you know, because you usually screen those out. Uh, right. But yeah, he's got a great show and I think that you guys love it. I think yeah. it'll be a fun show. Uh, you guys interact with each other. But so, Jessica, thank you for like the work that you do. I, I it, it is not an easy thing to put yourself out there, and, and you yeah. have done that. And and it it takes like being in active mode to actually get off the couch and go do shit. And I, I think that your efforts are an inspiration to uh, anyone who says they want change. They should kind of follow some of your model and, and go out and do it. There's no, there's no perfect instruction sort. You got to go out and learn. You got to go out and do it. So thank you what, for what you do. It's awesome. You guys should check out our thank show. You. Ian, where can everybody find you? Uh, well, outside of here, 
uh, on your show from time to time. You can always find me at Reginald V Actor uh, <laughs> on X. That's a lot of fun. He plays a very progressive actor. He's super progressive. Who I he's, sometimes he's, think is real when I read some of his tweets. Yeah, he's and uh, yeah, and so if you want to have fun uh, watching me troll people, that's really that's a good time. And for anybody on what's it called on the Facebook thing streams? What's that thing? Threads. Threads. Ian is actually one of the only trolls on Threads. So if you want, to right? I haven't been on there very much. I can't take Threads is crazy, crazy. Yeah, that's great. Well, yeah, we'll have to dive into that. We need to pull that up on some other show. But yeah, thank you guys for talking. I meant to get to a bunch of stories, but we just got into some good conversation. I appreciate you guys hanging out. Yeah. Thank you, Ian. Awesome. Thank you, Jessica. See we will. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time. Have a fantastic rest of your evening. Thank you. Bye.